Hi, everybody. I'm Brent Stafford, and this is RegWatch by RegulatorWatch.com. We have a very special guest on the show today, Grim Green. How are you? I'm doing very well, Brent. Thank you for having me. So good, man. The last time you were on the show was in January of 2020, before the bug hit. Ah, yes. Earlier, a different time back then. It was. Inno more innocent. M much more innocent, yes. <laughs> so I've got a bit of a re uh, lead here to read. Um, and my prompter's down, so let me just do it. Much fuss has been made over the past few years about the dangers of misinformation around issues concerning public health. Authorities blame the ill-informed, or even bad actors, if you will, for spreading this misinformation across social media, and therefore we've seen social media companies such as Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube purge content and crack down on content creators. But what if the worst of the misinformation isn't coming from the public, but from the government itself? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that, Grim? Uh, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a hard thing with YouTube and trying to t sort of tie it to misinformation or disinformation. Uh, it's hard for me personally to make that leap, it's it's easier for me to believe that YouTube is just ignorant uh, to, to what vaping is and ignorant to how to regulate it on their platform. It, it's it's I can't be so cynical as to think it's being done maliciously. I think there's a moral panic around vaping right now, and I think YouTube is just ignorant and kind of doesn't know what's going on. They've changed the rules on us quite a few times over the years and we have to stay retroactively compliant with newer rules which is a a thing that's that's hard to kind of get your mind around and uh we're getting in trouble for for old, for old videos breaking new rules these days that's a nightmare it is it is it, it it really is there's a lot of people that are just deleting mass deleting old videos uh i've been mass deleting old videos as well as using youtube's built-in editor software in a in an attempt to edit my videos uh blur parts where there could be a web, web address possibly accidentally shown that can get you in a lot of trouble so you, you know you try to blur blur parts of it out or clip out where you would verbally say a web address that's that can get you in a lot of trouble so there's lots of random clips in old videos now where i said a web address that i needed to retroactively edit out to stay compliant with a new rule uh it, it's it's very frustrating it's very frustrating especially when all we're trying to do is help smokers quit smoking so i mean let's walk through i guess a, a bit of this in detail sure so what are they trying to do there is it the idea that they don't want you promoting specific companies is that what it is it's they don't want you to be promoting continued use of vaping period they have a regulated goods policy where if you do youtube videos about certain regulated goods that's tobacco uh alcohol liquor videos beer cocktail mixing you're not allowed in your description to link to any purveyors of those products or somewhere where someone could buy those products that was the first rule and so we said okay i got a strike warning 
I went through, me and a handful of people went through and edited every description of my video to scrub them of any possible links I had put there so I don't get into further trouble. That was the, that was the first step. And then it became, if you show a web address on screen, so if I was to show a packaging and inadvertently across the bottom of it, it said thatmanufacturers.com web address, that was getting strikes on YouTube. So again, myself and a handful of my very close fans and patrons, we started going through and watching videos just from the beginning to the end, from the start of my YouTube till 2022, through a spreadsheet, taking notes and saying, at this timestamp, you flashed a package that had this web address on it. I would go back and edit it to remain compliant. It's a enormous undertaking just to try to salvage my last 13 years of work on YouTube. Now, just to give some perspective to folks, you've got almost 400,000 subscribers to your channel yes. and 83 million total lifetime views. So that, yeah. that's a lot of coverage. That's a lot. And the really bad thing that YouTube does is that 80 million video views was much higher before I had to mass delete old videos. Because if I deleted an old video that say had 100,000 views on it, those views are now gone. I, I, I lost that. You lose that. You lose views. You lose your SEO score of, oh, well, Grim Green had 90 million video views, but suddenly only has 75 million video views. Yeah, I had to sacrifice those to the YouTube gods in order to maintain control of my YouTube channel. Now, this must have been pretty hectic. I've got um, a, a shot from your Twitter feed, and this was a cap that you'd put up uh, showing, uh, I guess, the communications from the YouTube community here. Uh, yes, getting getting alarming emails from YouTube is a, is a daily occurrence. It, they seem to have bots that go through and watch your videos and the best case scenario is getting age restricted. I get a lot of age restrictions and that's fine. My products are for adults. These videos are for adults. Nicotine is for adults. So of course it's going to be age restricted. It sucks for your YouTube presence and your SEO score because what age restriction means is that the person viewing the video has to be logged into YouTube and have an over 18 YouTube meaning if you're going to watch a video on a random website or on a different platform on Twitter or Reddit, it won't let you, you'll have to sign in and it's just a big process. And it also keeps your videos out of search results because they're age restricted. So it kind of hurts that way, but that's a logical thing to do. Age restrictions are fine. Strikes on old content for new rules that's really the, the core of the problem with YouTube. I just don't think they know what to do with vape content. So they keep making new rules. And I don't know if it's in an attempt to keep this content away from youths or, or not let youths even be exposed to this content. Um, the idea that I would get in trouble because I accidentally showed a QR code on screen, I'm thinking, Yes, technically that does break your rule, YouTube, but if the goal of your rule is to keep this away from youths, 
the idea that someone underage is going to watch the video in the first place because it's behind an age restriction and then pause my QR code and scan it and then go to that website and bypass the website age verification and then somehow use a credit card to order vape stuff to their house and then forge an adult signature when the vape stuff gets there. That's the scenario that YouTube is trying to protect the youths from by hurting my YouTube channel and making that rule. Does that make sense? It seems so far-fetched to me that YouTube applying these rules is just ultimately seems arbitrary because that's a, that's a fantasy made up situation that could never happen that YouTube is possibly afraid of happening. If that makes sense. It does. I mean, I'm sorry. You look very confused, Brent. I just keep talking at you. No, no, please continue to do that. That, That's fine. No, I'm, I'm more frustrated because I, you know, certainly have got my own share of issues when it comes to YouTube. I mean, just giving an example, like I just got so frustrated with the automatic system about maybe 18 months ago, two years ago, every time I would go through the process and I'd turn monetize, monetization on as I'm uploading the video, it would attack me with warnings and threats of strikes based on prior content that I've uploaded, which was also vaping content. That was also news vaping content. So. I eventually, I mean, I eventually felt like I can't risk our channel. It was got that bad. So I just stopped checking monetize monetization. So uh, all of our videos basically, you know, are out, out of that program. And yeah. so that hurts us because of course we don't very get much. shown and exactly. Yeah. That hurt, that hurts you very much demonetizing yourself. And that's a hard thing to do, but ultimately, yeah. And that's, I think you, I think regulator watch, getting lumped into reviews of e-liquids and coil building tutorials for RDAs, I think that is a prime example of YouTube ignorantly not knowing what to do with any of this content. Whether we're talking about vaping, whether we're reviewing vaping, whether we're talking about vape legislation, they don't know what to do with it. Interestingly enough, on my YouTube, when I did my full advocacy live stream, the TBN live stream, YouTube let me monetize it, but it would not let me monetize other vape related content on my channel. It would only let me monetize vape related content that wasn't a direct review or something like that. So then your regular bread and butter content is not monetized? It is. All of it is. I still try to keep it monetized. I have to, and it hurts me every time to do it, but I have to self mark my content as harmful and dangerous. I have to categorize it as that. So YouTube has a better idea of what to do with it and what ads to run on it and what ads not to run on it. And that's, that's just kind of where I end up. It's this weird your videos can be monetized, but you're not going to make much money from it. And the ads on it are going to be a competition to the products you're talking about. So I would get ads on my videos for things like Lucy nicotine gum. So Lucy nicotine gum can advertise on YouTube on a video that shouldn't really be monetized because it breaks rules because it talks about nicotine, even though Lucy nicotine gum is nicotine 
They can advertise on a video where I'm not supposed to talk about it. It's real bizarre. And it just, again, this is my body of evidence for YouTube not knowing what they're doing at all. You can uh, monetize your videos and uh, the, the, there's, there's a system that I have where I'll monetize my video, I'll mark it as harmful and dangerous, and then YouTube will age restrict it and then put some ads on it. But I don't see a big chunk of those ads uh, of that ad revenue because it's harmful and dangerous. It's a, it's, a, it's a nice little system that YouTube has. But if you mark your video as, if you age gate yourself, you don't have the ability to monetize it. So you can age gate yourself, but it won't even let you monetize it. So I monetize it and let a YouTube age restrict me. Being forced to self-identify your content as harmful and dangerous, that must have uh, you know, a psychological impact. It does. And, uh, you know, I brought this up the last time that I talked to YouTube. I got my third strike and I reached out to YouTube directly and I ended up being able to email back and forth with one person, one particular person. It wasn't a bot. It wasn't, you know, I had my person at YouTube that I could email back and forth with. And we did. We emailed back and forth. We got to the bottom of why this was happening and they said they decided not to terminate my YouTube. And I said, thank you very much. I'm very grateful for that. And they, you know, a strike got removed. It was a whole big process. And throughout that process, YouTube was very communicative, uh, you know, very direct. And we got to the bottom of it and they were very helpful. And so I'm thankful that YouTube decided to spare my channel. I don't think it needed to come to that in the first place. And one of the things that my contact at YouTube was mentioning was that harmful and dangerous category that I have to put my videos in. And I said, I said, if we really want to go down this road, vaping is neither of those things, you know, and I, I provided a little of my own commentary and I provided some links to, and some science and some articles about vaping as harm reduction, the 95% figure that 2022 public health England uh, you know, vaping evidence update that they did. And this is the eighth one that says that, yes, clearly, I mean, after eight years of doing these, it's still at least 95% less harmful. And if you are a currently addicted adult smoker, you should switch without hesitation right now. I tried to provide these things to YouTube. I got no response about that. Only direct policy questions were answered. Nothing about possibly changing harmful and dangerous categories for vaping so i know that we don't want to uh we don't want to poke the we don't want to poke the t youtube gods here or don't poke the bear right because you're still on the you're still one strike away again correct I'm, I'm still one strike away one strike got resolved and the strike that got resolved was in in actuality about 13 strikes all sort of nestled under one strike which again is part of my body of evidence that YouTube doesn't know what they're doing because I got, it was almost comical the way it happened in August was I got a second strike and I thought, oh great. And then I got another strike and another strike and another and another and another and another. And it, they just kept happening. And I thought, well, this is, this is comical at this point. My YouTube should be gone. It wasn't gone. I reached out to YouTube again and had a conversation with another person and they were explaining to me that 
the strikes that I received for the same issue because they happened while I was in YouTube jail, they all got nested under one strike. And I thought, are you just making this up as you go along at this point? I, d I don't understand why 13 strikes, but sure, I'm not going to, again, not going to poke the bear. I'm thankful to you that YouTube did that. So that's what actually got removed was about 14 strikes. So now I'm back to two. A part of me thinks that YouTube does know what they're doing as, a, as an organic whole because it's participating in what I see as a much larger um, system to control conversation and, and people's thoughts and access and all that. Now I'm not going to get all right-wing conspiracy theorists here, but I'm going to use an analogy that some people should totally get. It's called the battered woman syndrome. You, you always change when, when the husband um, is battering a wife, it's not always battering physically, though sometimes it is, which I would argue a strike certainly is yes. uh, something that's a punch in the gut. <laughs> right but, in the gut. Uh, right in the gut. But on the other side, though, you, you never know from day to day what the, what the abuser is going to accept as okay behavior and speech and action and so forth and what they won't. And that's what is happening with social media. They are battering their content creators mm -hmm. and they're doing it in a manner that is, I, I think it's, it's very, very dangerous. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that's not, I, I've often on my streams compared crawling back to YouTube after my second strike as, as like feeling like I was in some sort of abusive relationship. I feel like you're not going to be kind to me. You're not going to treat me right. You're not going to apply the rules fairly or evenly, but I'm still going to come crawling back to you because it's YouTube, you know, and that's where my platform is. And YouTube knows that if I want to use my platform and which is their platform, that I'm going to follow the rules and that I'm going to crawl, crawl back every time. I, I the, my most recent, uh, I don't know what you would call it. Protest against YouTube as I moved all my streaming off of YouTube. I stream exclusively on Twitch now and YouTube gets edited content and replays of live streams. And that's just a protest against YouTube because YouTube makes money off of my live streams. And when someone sends me a super chat on a live stream, that's 10 bucks, YouTube's taken 35% of that. So people are just giving their money to YouTube. And I said, YouTube has been so openly hostile to vaping and harm reduction that I don't want them to get money from my streams. So I stream, I stream on Twitch now. I have a feeling I'm going to end back up on YouTube. Speaking of crawling back to what feels like an abusive relationship. I think come in the new year in 2023, I'm going to start streaming on YouTube again. But my protest for the last two months has been, I'm streaming on Twitch now. So why not move over to Rumble? I, I mean, I've been uploading my videos to Rumble uh, for the last few months. Uh, I've been putting all my content on grimgreen.com. Uh, uh, they are hosted on Vimeo, but I, I do put all my content on YouTube and grimgreen.com and Rumble. And I've been making shorter uh, you know, more digestible reviews for places like Instagram uh, and TikTok and wherever those short form videos are. Um, there's a lot of places to store my videos on the internet for sure. And uh, I don't think anybody's really on Rumble. 
I don't, I don't see any traction on Rumble. I think unless you're uh, a, a Steven Crowder or an Andrew Tate, I don't think you're going to get any traction on Rumble. And honestly, you know, I'd rather mark vaping content as harmful and dangerous on YouTube. And so it can be on YouTube because that's what comes up in search results when someone who smokes is Googling what vape pod system should I buy? Rumble is not coming up in those search results. And Rumble is truly and honestly kind of seen as like a fringe thing. It's where you talk about fringe things. And I refuse to give in that the greatest harm reduction product that has existed in the 20th century for tobacco smoking is a fringe thing. I'm keeping it mainstream. I really could feel that you were at the end of your rope, you know? I really, truly was what all the, and Matt Cully, he went, he kind of went through something similar. I know Sam Bogan, uh, poor Bogan just got his very first strike. I know Mike vapes received some strikes and had delete mass delete old content and old videos. Um, Daniel DJ LSB vapes has been dealing with something very similar. And I'm assuming that we're all doing the same thing. I'm assuming we're all marking our videos the same way, harmful and dangerous content, although I'm not sure. I hope that we're kind of all doing the same thing. Right, so based on what you're saying in your experience, you're you're actually recommending that. Yeah, 100%, and YouTube has told me, you are doing a good job at rating your own videos. The, the consistency that you have in rating your own videos makes it easier for us to monetize them. They'll get monetized quicker because I mark them as harmful and dangerous rather than marking them as, oh, these are fine. Then YouTube having to go, actually, they're harmful and dangerous. Now they're going to be age gated. Now it's going to be this, that, and the other. I just don't know what else YouTube is going to do in the future because as it stands right now, you can get in trouble for saying a .com web address to a vendor, to a manufacturer. You can get in trouble for verbally saying it. But it, this isn't anywhere in the YouTube community guidelines. This is just something that they told me that I told other vapors and that Matt knew about. It's just we had to tell ourselves, hey, spoken.coms are against the rule. That's a strikeable offense now despite not being in the YouTube community guidelines. It doesn't say you'll get a strike for spoken web addresses. They, they lump it under this. Are you encouraging someone's continued use? The way that I speak now in reviews is different than the way that I used to. I used to use very like uh, you language. I would say, you're going to have to fill it up this way. You're going to have to do this. You're going to have to do this. I don't want YouTube to think I'm encouraging anybody to do anything. So when I shoot reviews now, I say things like, I have to fill it up this way. My battery lasted me this long, not the battery is going to last you five days. I have to like change the way I review because I don't want YouTube to think I'm encouraging people because that's a big part of the regulated goods and harmful, dangerous acts is like encouraging continued use of something that's harmful and dangerous. There was quite a bit of response from your viewers and the people out there that, you know, follow vaping. Tell mm -hmm. us about that. Uh, it, it was, it was honestly, I think the one thing that spared my YouTube, I think was that Twitter thread because it got such a big response and because 
so many people got in there and started tweeting and started canceling their YouTube Red accounts. And like, uh, they got really loud and really active and very upset with YouTube. Like I was upset with YouTube and it was because of that thread that YouTube creators sent me an email and said, hi, my name is so-and-so. You can talk to me directly. Let's get to the bottom of this. I've got an internal investigation team with me. They're going to be doing the X, Y, and Z and looking through your content. And I thought, great, this is exactly what I wanted. I don't know if that interaction would have happened if I didn't raise such a stink on Twitter and if everybody else hadn't helped me raise such a stink on Twitter. But the thread's out there and I just laid out my whole case. And it's really great that you get an opportunity at least to thank everybody, not just through here, but I know that you've done that through your Twitter. It's really nice to know that people give a heck, as I like to say. And uh, I, I can't even tell you how much I value my my Patreon and the few the, the handful of people within my Patreon who have been helping me for the last few months go through and like I said, literally watch every video and we have a huge multi-page spreadsheet in a Google Doc where every video, thousands of plus videos are all cataloged. They've been watched, they've been checked, they've been edited, there's timestamps, we mark them yes, no, there's a red, green, yellow system. It's a big deal and they're just doing this as volunteers out of the kindness of their own heart because they want to help save my YouTube. Things like that, uh, it blows my mind. You know, it, it, it frightens me the awful truth of how sweet life can be and uh, how helpful people can be. It gives new meaning to hashtag Grim Army. It really, really, truly, truly very does. I've never been more thankful for hashtag Grim Army uh, in my life. It might have literally salvaged my YouTube channel.